Hello, everybody. Hello, all. Hi, Eloise. How are you today? I'm I'm good. How are you? Good. Lovely. Today, we've decided to continue with um, individuation and becoming an adult. So last time we were talking about rebellion and Mm. conformism, which is usually what we tend to do. And usually when we, you know, rebel against the parent um, or even conform, we often have resentment, right? We start to uh, resent what we're doing, we resent the parent, we may even resent ourselves. And of course, living in resentment, jealousy, um, that kind of thing um, is really childish, right? That's yeah. that's a place where we need to start often is when you feel that resentment, like when we resent our parents for what they did as though um, they should know better than you when you as the child are arrogantly saying they should do it this way or that way. Does that make sense? So if I'm sitting there going, well, my parents should have done this or that or the other thing. Well, that means that uh, I already know what to do. I've already grown up and decided this is what I need to do. So get off your butt and do it for yourself. Mm. Raise yourself, you know, take responsibility. But usually... This, this sort of interim mode, and if, if all of you examine yourself and see where you're feeling resentful, it could be um, no longer towards your parents, it could be towards your spouse, it could be towards a friend, it, it could be in so many ways, or just resenting yourself, so living in that kind of anger and not doing anything about it. So one of the clear ones that, that I like to use as an example is when... Um, Someone will come into my office and resent their parents for not doing what they think the parents should have been doing. Mm. So that means you are now the parent and you are arrogantly saying that you know what your parent needs to do, but you're not doing it. So you're exactly like your parent. Right? The parent yeah. didn't do anything about it for themselves, and now you're not doing anything. It's like a legacy that we carry on. So I resent my parents for not doing it properly. And I'm still not going to do it properly. I'm still not going to get up and live my own life, become an adult, and take responsibility for my experience. So these two are are almost at, um, um, well, resentment will keep you in disease, um, will keep you in pathology, Mm. will keep you in childhood, uh, there'll be a constant whining, uh, nagging, abusive nature, uh, blaming everybody. You get kind of get the feel of that, right? Yeah. But the moment you take responsibility, okay, my parents may or may not have taken responsibility in their lives either. Maybe they didn't. All right. But waiting for them to take responsibility, apologize for what they did, and start changing their own lives could be a long wait. You could be sitting around in resentment. And I've seen people 80 years old continually in resentment. Their parents are long dead. And and they still continue the resentment. Well, you know, if it wasn't for my dad, if it was Look, there's not not one of us who hasn't experienced something. And if we keep blaming our parents, well, you're surely never 
going to take the bull by the horns, stand up and take responsibility, right? Mm. Like, you know, you're born with a certain genetics, you know, maybe in the future, we'll be able to change our genetics. If you have a nose that's too big, you can go change it. You can now move fat around, you can do all kinds of stuff. Mm. But it doesn't change your resentment. Right? It, yeah. it doesn't necessarily change how you feel about yourself. So the first place is to take responsibility for whatever it is. You may choose to get a nose job or do all kinds of stuff to yourself. That's fine. doesn't matter. But if you're still unhappy, if you still don't like it, if you still are seeking to make a change to something that is inevitable, like aging, it's mm. inevitable. For now, at least. Maybe in the future, yeah. we won't you know who knows oh, age. Uh, um, there's a better way to live without aging but yeah. we've got to accept what is yeah you know it, it doesn't matter where we go or what's going to happen i need to take responsibility for my genetics for how i look and deal with it yeah um it's... make decisions that are healthy make the choices you sit around Many of you out there, I'm sure, sit around thinking you know what other people should do. But when it comes to yourself, you don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's time to discover what you need to do. Like, where are you cowardly in your life? Where is your resentment and cowardice taking you down a jealous road where all you're doing is living in this, you know, I always like to um, make sure I've got my evil in check. Why do I say evil? Well, the feminine is chaos. The masculine is order. The feminine is yeah. disruptive. The masculine is creative. Okay, so I've got both elements in me. I've got my creative and I've got my disruptive. I need them both. I require both of these things to live in the world. Otherwise, you would just if you're just creative, well, you would have nothing to um, create that's new if it didn't if the feminine didn't disrupt your creativity, right? We need something to disrupt. So we think differently. We think, we learn to think better. Yeah. We we have something that disrupts us so we can write. We have something that disrupts us so we can paint. You know, the, the, without any kind of, of, of movement, this creates movement inside of us. But you don't want to fall prey to only one or the other. Because if I mix, if I... If I only lean into my masculine, I prefer my masculine, everything is going to be extremely orderly. What kind of human being will I be out in the world without any chaos? Well, I'm not <laughs> going to like chaos. Yeah. I'm going to demand from the world that everything's orderly. I might become tyrannical. Yeah, you might try and control everyone and everything. Every little aspect. Now, chaos has her way I can move into chaos and just be chaotic and that can be tyrannical as well <laughs> yeah there's no organization I can go around destroying things all the time either way it becomes kind of destructive destructive I need both of them to support me along the way you know if my house is messy that chaos disrupts my order and I bring order to it but I've got to if, if I don't have enough space for things, let's say too many papers have accumulated, filing, um, you know, things have moved around. I'm using more summery things than wintry things. I need to 
go into the closet and completely disrupt it. Well, when you do that, you pull out everything from the closet. It looks like absolute chaos, but you're reordering. Yeah. So you chaos to reorder. You can't just say it's going to stay orderly. Yeah. It's just, that's not going to happen. There's always going to be some chaos that arises. That's, that's how, how life, um, basically, I mean, you could, I was going to say, even inside the body, you need both. Exactly. Right. We need to deal with bacteria and virus and whatever's going on. Any, Mm. even a muscle that is, um, that, um, it needs to be stretched. It's kind of chaotic stretching that muscle, right? Mm. If you've ever had a really tense muscle, right, like the Achilles tendon or, you know, the shoulder, the, the anterior shoulder complex, right? You, yeah. you, you feel like it's, it's hunched in and you need to stretch it back and you notice, oh, my God, but my back is hurting. All of these things need to uh, need to be moved. And it's quite chaotic to get them moving, right, because we, we kind of live very much in an orderly way Mm. we get up we go to work i mean not every country but you know in north america it's pretty evident you know driving to work i guess europe would be the same you know you get up you go to work come home right this is what people do and uh, the body tends to be in that position some people have been able to uh, really adapt to the priority is my eating and my exercise Mm. You know, that, that'll be their priority. Well, I can tell you, it's, yeah, I can't even get it together half the time. It's so chaotic because my body doesn't function long enough in the day. Like, I don't have yeah. enough hours where I can move around without pain. So that means I cut my day, let's say, to um, eight hours. Yeah. And I can't get any more out of it. That means after work, I can't work out. Yeah. And that and then before work it's really not that easy to work out. So oh my goodness, right? You're you're trying to seek a priority through this chaos. I need to work to, you know, pay the bills and I need to uh, exercise to make sure I'm healthy. So it's a constant kind of chaotic battle. Mm. Uh, because there's chaos going on in, in my body. It's figuring out how to move, it's figuring out how to deal with this you know, stenosis and, you know, there's constant upheaval. Like I had a great routine. It was wonderful. You know, I get up, I'd work out, the routine changed. Yeah. So the moment you get into a routine. Oh, it's that, lovely, right? It's, yeah, it's so lovely nice and it'll last a month or so and then something has to happen to shake it up. To shake it up and then it's like, okay, I need to find a new one. Boy, yeah. it's just... It's 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 not easy, right? Like I love the mornings where oh my god, I don't have an eight a.m. or a nine a.m. You know, so from six a.m. to nine a.m. I can be you know stretching the body and moving because it's very slow process. This is the the weird thing is everything I do takes up a lot of time. So even getting up, getting the body to move, and then, you know, starting exercise and then getting a shower, it can take hours for that to occur. And already, you know, I'm getting tired. Uh, The pain will start to set in. I need to get to work. And it's just really trying to figure out how to make this really nice day where I'm working and I'm exercising. And I'm I'm, like, today is one of those days where I've got someone coming by later on. And I 
I've kind of screwed everything up. I got a few emergency sessions coming in mm -hmm. and it's like, oh my God, I really wanted to exercise. That's not happening. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. showering <laughs> and, um, you know, vacuuming for my guest is going to be what I can squeeze in. And that's you know, still so exercise. It, it's, it's quite the, you know, chaos yeah. is, is something else. Uh, you know, it does come in and we need to bring order to it and we take responsibility. I don't, I don't sit around and go, Oh my God, I don't have enough time. It's just, all right, this is the time sequence you're learning. I mean, the, the, there's more light now than there was, mm -hmm. right? So we are mm -hmm. coming out of December. So maybe I will get a little bit more energy, maybe just having that light, uh, my body getting used to it. Um, all these things are in the formula of how you're going to to deal with things. And really, you know, I find fascinating that I can get up and, you know, clean everything and vacuum almost every day. That's huge yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I put it all in perspective. Okay, today I didn't get to do a lot of exercise, but I did the plank twice for a few seconds. Felt really good, really yeah, helps. Right. So, so you go, okay, good. Yes, everything else seems chaotic, but you need to make it figure out how to bring order to that chaos. So that's my whole point. I hope the example helps people because everyone feels like I don't have enough time. You yeah. may or may not. It's just figuring out how to organize it and not falling prey to just the habit. Yeah. Right? Some days you might not be able to do it, but you've got to find um, ways to put your body first, your your eating first, your hydration first, mm. right? Without any of that, you're you're not okay, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I'm talking from a place of really discovering how to do that properly, guys. Like everyone out there listening, you know, I've had to reevaluate and reevaluate. You know, winter came on. I drove down to Florida. It was really taxing in the drive back. So I haven't really gotten um, adjusted. So, you know, there are chaotic things that come in and say, okay, um, there's a change. And we just need to bring it back rather than get thrown all over the place. People often say, oh, you know, I was good before and now I'm not. That's that's a horrible thing to say to oneself. Yeah. That's so immature. That's resentful. That's not an adult. Who you were. So so when I was working out every day through September to almost um, January, yeah. uh, I was getting you know five day workouts. Uh, okay, all right, that was great. It was nice. But then this exhaustion came in in January. February, you know, driving down Florida was great, but you know, the, you had to come back. It was still a lot of work, you know, mm. taking care of yeah. a new apartment. Okay, so things changed. There was different movement. There was different ways of doing things, and it doesn't mean I'm bad now, right? That's that's really some of the resentment that we live with. We often think. Um, well, nothing is good or bad, just thinking it makes it so. It's just looking at, hey, chaos came in. It changed yeah. things. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's, it, it's okay. It's, it, it, the, the, the seasons are going to change. That's, that's all there is to it. Yeah. The weather will change. Uh, you have to, sometimes you go outside, it's sunny, you remove your sweater, it's hot, down, the sun goes down, it becomes cooler, you put on your sweater. 
you know, you don't run around like a chicken with its head cut off going, how come I was so warm before? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's, it's just ridiculous, but we do it all the time, right? Mm. So from blaming parents to blaming something that went on and not taking responsibility for, well, you know, you're going to have some order, which is great. That's the masculine, but it's always disrupted. That's mm. just nature. Yeah. Nature disrupts things. The, the seed needs to disrupt the shell of the seed. It needs to disrupt the soil so that it comes through the earth and breaks the earth. That's all feminine energy. Yeah. Right? But it, we can so fight and the disruption. And you've got creation going on, which is your masculine, right? Mm. Yeah. I, I think it's so cool to, to kind of like, okay, there, there will be chaos. There, yeah. there will be I'm constantly moving through these. There, I'm holding. Uh, I'm holding the tension of opposites mm. between the two. And, it's, you know, and that we get so caught up in trying to keep everything ordered and okay. It's like I was trying to decide um, about doing something that would be quite disruptive, and I'm like, oh, I really should plan it in. Let me plan like a couple of quiet months so I can do that. And then I'm like. Well, I know I'll cope if I do it on top of everything else. It'll just be more chaotic. And I'm like, why fight the chaos? <laughs> well, you don't want to fight the chaos, but you do want to bring balance to it. You don't yeah. want to let it... You don't want to let either of them no, overcome. But it's like if, a, if you, a, trying to avoid chaos is impossible. So sometimes you might as well embrace it. Uh, yeah, that could be could be a solution embracing it mm. i don't know what, what that means i mean chaos is going to come in whether you embrace it or not yeah but like, I know. So it's, it's mean, going to arrive to now it. it's really yeah. well i have to take responsibility for myself in the midst of this hurricane right? i need to take responsibility yeah. for myself in the midst of oh my god i've had a really busy week and now i caught a cold oh dear you know you can fall down flat like a drama queen or you say all right let's take care of the cold Right, I'll take care of myself. My body's signaling I've done too much. Need a break. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you you have deadlines and you're rushing to finish them. Sometimes it's just stepping back. Yeah. You know, because it's usually thinking chaotically that can take a lot of time. Right. Yeah. So our thinking, our resentment, resending the same information. Oh my God! I got to do this. I got to do that. Thinking your lists are super important. It's really so childish, mm, right? Yeah. You know, when you see an adult, you see them looking at a situation and finding solutions for it, whether it's like a hectic schedule, getting things done. It's like you find solutions. You don't run around going, oh, I don't have enough time. Like if I ran around saying, I don't have enough time to <laughs> Every do exercise. minute of the day. <laughs> There's, there's nothing you could tell me that would make exercise occur. Instead, I look at, all right, so somehow my body has a limited period of time that it'll move and that I can work, so I need to find an appropriate schedule to fit in with that time frame. Mm -hmm. If it expands, fantastic, but I'm not going to sit around thinking about the time frame expanding. I'm going to think about what are the, what is the best way to get this done? What's the best way to not, you know, maybe even do some exercise that doesn't exhaust my body, right? Like the last time I did a series, 
I was so, you know, in so much pain and so much exhaustion. And yet at the same time, I could move better. So it's like, wow, that's mm. so interesting. So you are constantly trying to um, figure out. Mm. It's just this constant. Life is changing all the time. Yeah, I, I don't even see how we can look at something and say, I, I wish I was the way I was. I was very structured and really, but life is changing. Yeah. It's constantly changing. So that's a big resistance. We even resent change. You know, as much as we say we want our parents to change so we can change, we don't even want them to change because we don't want to take responsibility. If if our parents take responsibility, that means I have to take responsibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So we don't even want them to take responsibility because we're sitting in a place where, well, I'm not going to take responsibility. They have to take responsibility. So why would that ever change? Mm. Unless you decide, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to take responsibility. You know, and the moment you decide you're going to take responsibility, it happens. So I, I think when it comes to individuation, um, the, there's this individuation that is occurring, but it's done through um, my ability to respond mm. to life. You know, when we're kids, our parents are, you know, saying you can't do this or you can't do that, right? We we don't necessarily make our own choices. Um, in, in so many instances, people don't make their own choices. So, uh, well, teenagers and kids, but teenagers are trying to, the individuation process, the anger coming from the growth hormone uh, is, is starting to um create that scenario or or uh the natural development is okay i'm going to uh th this anger is going to run through me and i'm going to start to individuate from my parents are going to want to make my own decisions and as we mentioned last time oftentimes what comes out is rebellion or conformism but when the child has been given enough responsibility right they're taught uh, responsibility and of course if you didn't learn it with your parents you can learn it now yeah. is I'm gonna take responsibility um, uh, yeah okay I, I might make a choice and it's a mistake um, but I'm making the choice and I'm responsible for the outcome as well right so you know one of the interesting things I find is that um, you know women you know this this kind of feminism i forget which wave now there's some more waves of feminism it's too confusing to me but if i look at this kind of feminism that says i can wear whatever i want i can wear a mini skirt and my butt cheeks can show and my underwear can stick out the top and you know i'm, I'm showing the crack of my bum from the top of my skirt and and i can do that without any consequences meaning no man should look at me. No one should be looking at me. No one should be staring at me. Well, okay, but it's going to happen. You know, there, there are plenty of respectable people out there who won't look. But what if you fall on that guy who's going to look? Mm. What do you think you can do? Stop him? Or what are you going to fall on the guy who's not well and he's the rapist? Um, it's, it's so interesting that we don't take responsibility. If you're going to go out dressed, you know, scantily, it's obviously sexual. Otherwise, just wear a bag. Like, just <laughs> wear a bag over yourself if you don't want to be looked at. That's that's taking responsibility. If you don't want to be looked at, wear a bag. 
You know, that's it. And if you, obviously you're showing your body, human nature is, well, people are going to look. You're exposing yourself. Yeah. You're, you're going around. So take responsibility. It's fine. You want to grow up scantily clad. Get more power to you. But remember, there are consequences. This is so interesting that we don't, we don't take those consequences. And when something happens, you know, you get raped or somebody looks at you, it's all screaming and yelling and it's their fault rather than looking at one's own behavior. Mm. It's really interesting. So that, again, is another form of, of rebellion, I think. I'm going to rebel against, you know, my parents and society. My parents let me do whatever I want. They never really gave me a structure. This is kind of like the, the helicopter parents, right? Yeah. The kids are uh, doing what they want. They're a little, a little on the spoiled side. They don't know what it's like to get a job, go to work, dig some ditches, right? I'm not saying every child, but it's pretty common right now where they don't know what it's like. They mm. don't know what it's like to pay a bill. You know, somebody gives them a bad uh, grade at, um, I'm not talking about everyone, at work, they're evaluated uh, with some negativity, and parents go in. Yeah. What the heck is that? Your parents go into your job. It would be humiliating in our day to to have your parent go in yeah. and say, Give her a good evaluation. Whereas today it's like, no, no, that's what I'm going to get my I'm going to get my parent to do. I just heard somebody just told me that um, somebody sent their parent because they bought something, and the parent came in and intervened. You yeah. know, say with the purchase, it's like you're old enough to take I care know. of yourself. It's like I have a problem with my car, and my dad's like, "Do you want me to sort that out for you?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, it's very kind of you to offer. But I'll handle it myself, thanks. I'm like, I'm 45 now, Dad. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, but that feels a little different, though. Yeah, well, that you know, but like... a little different than yeah. I go home and I need my parents to go. You don't need your parents to do it. That's just really kind of him to offer, right? Yeah, it is kind of offer, yeah, but it's it almost is... like, you know, you need a man to sort this out, a woman. <laughs> it was coming from that energy one time, and I was like... Really? <laughs> well, at one time it was kind of true, right? Yeah, and it's still, and I appreciate yeah, that it still is in a way. how women are charged more for vehicles yeah. than, uh, yeah. than men are. Why? It's not that the person says you're old. It's not necessarily that the man that's uh, fixing the car says... Oh, it's a woman, let's charge more. I don't think they do that. No. That's, that's, I think, is a misconception. I think they charge the highest rate, and then if you negotiate... Like, I was just talking to a client who bought a washing machine. I know you know who you are. And I was so impressed. He went in and negotiated the price at a, you know, at a, at a store. I'm like, wow, good on you. He mm. negotiated the price down. I wouldn't have done that. I would just wait for the sale. <laughs> Yeah. I'd go in and went, go, is there any deal we can have? <laughs> I always go on. Yeah, is there any deal? Whereas he went in and negotiated the price. I'm like, wow, good on That's you, man. Cool. But a lot of people do that. I even read the book. You can negotiate anything by Herb Cohen. Oh, it. yeah. I ha- I've it, always had it in my head that you can negotiate everything. So I quite often will negotiate stuff. And people are shocked. You can, you can even go into, he gives you a whole methodology, like go to a big department store. You can yeah. go to a huge one. Go meet the salesman. 
you know, talk to him. He'll remember you. You come back with your family. You look at it again. And then you go a third time. Now the guy knows you. Yeah. He's not going to give a deal if somebody just walks in off the street and asks for a deal. But that day you might, you know, now that he knows you, it's yeah. a real tactic. Yeah, it's a yeah, tactic. yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I'm like, yeah, I don't have the patience and wherewithal to do all of this. <laughs> it's going to be a really big but price it's a good for that. Idea. <laughs> it's a really good idea yeah. to do it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, I don't complain about the price and I don't say because I'm a woman, they charge me more. I say because I did not use the negotiating tools. I did not get yeah. the discount. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. I don't think you go in and just because they see a man, they're going to give a lower price. No, that's it's not it. a conscious it. decision. I tried it. I put my my husband to do it. He doesn't get a lower price than I did. He doesn't. Yeah. But you have to sit and negotiate to get the lower price. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. So this is, again, taking responsibility, not saying, okay, statistically women are charged more. Yes, but statistically women don't negotiate. Yeah. You know, and when I meet a woman negotiator, they usually get it. Like my sister is a good negotiator. She goes in and negotiates, so she always gets a bargain. I have a friend who used to always negotiate. I would pay double everything she paid. <laughs> and she'd sit there negotiating, 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 and she'd always get half price. I always felt bad because we were in poor countries and <laughs> negotiating $10. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm like, it's I was like, 10p. I don't want to do it. I'm like, no, uh, I can't bother to do it. But she wanted to. So she did it. She always paid five bucks and I paid 10. Uh, <laughs> I could pay eight bucks. She paid two. Like, it was just hilarious. Right? <laughs> you know, so it depends who you are. It's not It's not because you're a woman. I know plenty of women who can really negotiate the crap out of things but it's just not as common as men would do yeah that's that's all there is to it so again take i i you know this piece on taking responsibility for your life yourself not looking around whining about things and nagging um that's that's the the child right Mm. Uh, who couldn't get their way but now you're an adult you know how things should run for yourself well at least you dictate that you do know how it should run yeah and from there you remove your your resentment and start looking at life okay here it is what do i do um yeah (sighs) yeah i hope you all can sit back and just feel how liberating responsibility is Mm. it's not and it's not looking at responsibility as guilt or burden that's not what it is mm-hmm. responsibility is having the ability to respond the moment you don't have the ability to respond to something it's something childish in you something that hasn't been exposed you know when, when i do breakthroughs so we would say it's the wound mm. that's holding you back the identity that you believe that you are and you're trying to fight like let's say i think i'm stupid i will constantly try to be smart but the moment the wound is exposed you're freed up Mm. so that's one way to do it but the other way to start you know every day taking responsibility for everything even if you 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 might say but it's somebody else's fault that that occurred um but that's not going to help you 
it's yeah. just not it's not going to serve you it just continues the resentment i don't care who did what i take responsibility yeah take responsibility for myself for what i need to do um even if somebody else was the one who you know punched me in the head i still have to take responsibility <laughs> If I want to go to court and sue that person yeah. for punching me in the head, that's my responsibility. I can't sit around whining, well, he did it to me and mm. he should pay. Go and you take the actions you deem are good for you. Yeah. Right? You know, some people feel like, oh, I got to go to court because it's this and that. It's like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. But are you calm, cool, and collected or are you vengeful? You know that resentment, jealousy becomes vengefulness. Yeah. You 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 can go in and be asking to, um, you know, hurt the other person or gouge the other person, and you you need to take responsibility for your vengefulness. It's like other people are other people. They do what they do, and yes, they might have done something bad. Like parents can do something bad. Every single parent's on the planet. We can all find something that wasn't good that they did and the child perceives as abusive. Mm. You know, that day you didn't buy me a Barbie doll and I felt neglected and I've never forgotten it. Well, you know what? That's your childhood resentment. And if you haven't grown up to understand why the parent didn't buy it. Yeah. Um, Hello. You know, and it could be that your parent is just mean. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that can be the case can be the case you could have a mean parent who's just cruel vengeful yeah. themselves well yeah are you gonna continue the legacy oh yeah just, let me have children and do the same thing logic. sorry let me have children and torture them the same way <laughs> why right, would you yes. do that <laughs> but, but even your own inner child you're torturing yeah. the same way this is this is what's so difficult is not um, anything that you conceive of in your mind is just some kind of fantasy. You're not seeing reality. But the moment you sit down and go, hey, this is my life. I'm responsible for it. Nobody else is. Mm. doesn't matter what's going on with you. Oh, you know, this would be so great. It, it kind of infuriates me. Not infuriates me, but exasperates me. When I think of how many people go into this victim blame mm. circuit and uh, think it's okay, like think it's safe in that place. Yeah. From that place of I'm going to blame everybody else, that I'm going to find safety. You won't ever. No. You won't ever unless you kill everybody. Yeah, and that, you know, that won't I go down say well. that alone, but, very lonely. You know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Put everybody in jail who yeah. doesn't behave the way you want them to? Mm. what are you going to do imprison people chain them up there are really good stories about that that making everybody the same yeah. so yeah let's say somebody super gorgeous is born and then you have the ugliest person so now you have to make everybody equal to the ugliest person yeah right so you have to That's put bags insane. over their heads or somebody is a super great athlete this is a story. I can't remember the name of the story, but if somebody's a super great athlete, uh, so let's say you're a better athlete than I am, mm. then so we can be equal, we're going to put weights on you. Yeah. Okay. You, know, so you can't move as well. And that way we come out the same. 
That's equality of income. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's just insane. It really it's, is insane. It really is what we're, we're what is being taught is equality of outcome. Yeah. Equality is fine, but we can't have an outcome that's the same mm. you and i can't look the same no that's the whole that listen was popping into my head you know everyone starts talking about everyone being given the same amount of money and i'm like if that was the case some people would still make more money out of that because and when, some people would make less we yeah have yeah, people in the lotto and end up in more debt yeah. than when they started. Because you know? some people just have the entrepreneurial mind; they're going to come up with an idea, they're going to do something, and someone else isn't. So, what about having a genetic disposition of that's really strong, and you can get on airplanes and get jump off an airplane and go straight to a meeting? And <laughs> yeah. uh, my genetic predisposition doesn't do that. I get off a plane, I gotta sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> legs up in the air yeah. and rest till the body gets all set up and then I go off to my teaching but I know so many people hop on and off they're just fine yeah. other genetics you know not not the yeah, same yeah. genetic predisposition it's fascinating right yeah, it is. So you have to take responsibility okay this body doesn't work as well what do I do with it yeah. I don't sit around whining i marvel at people who can do it but i just don't have it yeah you've got to play so to your strengths you've got to see what you're good at and make the most of it that's partly taking I mean, responsibility as well of course it is you have to take responsibility for the way things are not compare yourself to someone yeah. else yeah you can't want to take something from someone else like there are people like what's that guy's name the amazon guy like he's supposedly a crazy worker oh yeah well you have to it's not that he forces himself he just does it yeah right you just do it you just like it like some people you know are born and you know a few years later they're drawing you know and you just can't so you have to sit and work at it you know if i really work at it for months and months i can start to draw but i know people sit down just draw something i'm like wow that would take like a year of intense you know i was doing it and totally lost it and can't draw but man you know if you practice every day you'll be able to draw yeah but you could become really good yeah. um but you have to dedication. you have to take responsibility and dedicate yourself to drawing <laughs> yeah, every day yeah. versus someone who has a natural talent yeah that's that's all there is to it it's not like i should have it's really a marvel and a wonder to look at somebody who's got a got a talent but you could you can figure out some way of doing things. Yeah. You do your 10,000 yeah. hours, you can be good at anything. 10,000 hours. That's right. 10,000 hours. Mm. My God. Wow. We've 10, definitely done hours. that in sessions. <laughs> We've definitely done that in sessions. <laughs> oh, my God. Have we done 10,000 hours of study for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, my love. Well, yeah. I think we really unpacked that today. So yeah. if anyone has any questions or yeah, even on. if you come back, because you like this topic. So, you know, let me know if that that helps your when you're describing uh, individuation and supporting people mm. through it. Cool. Really, responsibility is everything. All right, my darling. Have a wonderful uh, week. Yeah, and you. And yeah, I will see you next yeah, week. Yeah, and everyone else in podcast land, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yes, bye everyone. Bye. bye.